Lucky Boys Podcast. We're in that world. I have a lot of friends in that world. I know that's not real life. Like, if they post something glamorous, I know no one's happy 24-7 like that mm. on, on representing social media. That's just a, a highlight. Right. Right? Uh, if you look at only highlight reels of the worst mm. NBA player, you may think he's, he's the god of basketball. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and then you put him in a room full of, you know, a regular game. You're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, he's human. Yeah. He's not happy 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he experiences different range of emotions. Yeah. But some people, <clears throat> for whatever reason, don't realize that. Yeah. They think, man, this person has this, this, that, and his life equals their life is better than mine. Uh, but, they, but that's... Um, and then they fall into a depression because right. people, that's, people usually head into depression when they start comparing themselves to other people. I think that's why it's so deep with Asians, at least. It's to like, it's not just about comparison, but like we want to see Asians in bigger ways. But you have to have that mental balance of like, you don't need to try to be this person. Like, you need to be great in your own way, whatever your lane is, mm-hmm. whatever. Just find inspiration, industry. yeah, for yourself. Like, we need those inspiration, but also we need to have a good mental health check to not. Like, I'm just trying to be this and that's it. Like, we need to be great in our own lane, in, in, in our own ways. With everything, there's that balance, right? There's that yin and yang, whether we like it or not. There's people that will look at that, your post, and go, damn, this, this guy is, is inspirational, man. He can do it. I think I can do it, too. That's, that's amazing. Like, look how far he's, he's breaking down barriers for himself. He's, he's reaching new heights that... They, they, I don't think it's possible. I mean, for an Asian guy, but he did it. Like, that looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. And he's doing this and this and that with this brand. And he's traveling and he quit the nine to five. And I'm, I'm going, all right, man, I'm, I'm inspired. And then there's another guy goes, I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> because of him, I'm not happy. You'll fuck this guy. Who does he think he, the audacity, <laughs> you motherfucker. Do you know, you're supposed to be in a damn suit, just as miserable uh-huh. as me. You're supposed to be at home watching yeah. Netflix, doing nothing, being as miserable as me, just going through videos online and, and that's it. And being comfortable yeah. and, and eating whatever you want to eat and not working out like what the fuck i hate this guy now yeah. i'm sad thanks for ruining my day <laughs> I'm, be, I'm pretty extreme I, there yeah that's but extreme. i'm just saying no, those I'd, rather, are the two I'd rather be the other guy there's a lot of, i think the the majority is the other guy the glass half full mm. but i would say maybe 20 30 yeah. percent and this is totally unscientific but it's just what i see coming hey. in it's yeah. hate but it exists it's the yin know, and yang that's the luxury of our generation because if you think about our parents' generation, they didn't have someone that they're, like, jealous like that. Like, our parents didn't go, like, look at this Asian guy on Instagram. I'm jealous of him. Like, they just no, had they to did it differently. Hard. They did it differently. <laughs> Come to they my house. Gonna... Let me show you this new TV my, my I got. Pal- my yeah. palace. Look at my kid's accomplishment. They went to Harvard. What's your kid doing? Yeah. They did it differently, yeah. though. They did so it So it's just, like, you differently. know, it's, it's, a, it's a human nature thing. Like, we all have to deal with it differently in different generations. And in different ways. Um, and, you know, if you think Asian influencers on in, in that spotlight because of that, then think about it in the way of, like, white people have been dealing with that for years then. You know, they've had white people on the big screen for years. I'm sure there's a lot ton of people in depression because of, oh, look at this, look at that. Look at this movie star. Right. How come I can't? I, like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I do best. And still trying to reach my next ceiling and keep raising my ceiling, like I can't let that deter me, right? But on the other hand, yes, like the Instagram posts are always obviously like well done. But my stories, I'm super like casual in my stories. Like I, I in my stories, I show like I'm working out, I'm eating like home cooked healthy food. Like it's not always fancy, whatever. Like I show like it, it takes work and time. I want to ask, how do you find that balance of presenting value? Because there's a fine line between presenting value, like, hey, look, check this out, guys. It's a cool spot. Or, hey, if if you can't really understand what textures and Mm -hmm. what colors to mix and match, well, here it is, guys. It's kind of cool. Or, hey, look at this spot I am in this vacation spot. It's kind of cool. And then you pin where you are, right? right? Versus, hey, look at this condo i'm in look at this high-rise apartment hey look at this new high-end label yeah 
pretty damn cool. You can't have it, bitch. This is one out of three, and I got one of them, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Oh, check out this cool car. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Check out these girls. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, it's like, like, what's the difference between flexing and just... How do you, how do you draw that dis- distinction yeah. where people go... All right, this guy's presenting value and he's cool versus, wow, this guy's a real douchebag. Yeah. Um, so I think because of my. Because you've seen those posts. Yeah. Everyone has some uh, yeah. body they know that posts like that. I, I think as an immigrant with humble background, um, I don't flex the expensive stuff, the fancy stuff. I, it just is. I, I wear it, I don't go, look at this $1,000 jacket i don't i just wear it you don't highlight it you don't put a big spotlight if people are like oh what are you wearing then i tell them and even then if i first tell them i'm like there's cheaper options you don't have to get this one because that's the reality that's the value right yeah that's the value you're you're giving right that you can look expensive or necessary like you you know spend that amount of money but i think i think that's an art within itself yeah to present yourself clean high fashion yeah um luxury items high-rise condos everything and at the same time come off kind of humble like i'm helping you and not hey i'm a fucking douchebag yeah it's it's an art i didn't i didn't go hey guys come to my fancy rooftop i'm like no yeah you can come here yeah i guess i'll I'll let it speak for itself i i let my stuff my substance speak for itself and just to be more transparent here brands and PR marketing people, they work with influencers all the time. They notice all of that stuff. They notice when I can just calm and just be. It's the it's the subtle effect. It's the subtle flex. Mm-hmm. It's the humbleness that's like. No, but, you don't need to but do that's that. That's confidence. But they know they can they can see what you're wearing. They they can look at your outfit like that's what it is that's human nature you you look and you look at what they're wearing so if you notice what they're wearing if it's something drawing your attention that it is what it is you don't need to go like hey guys like this fancy thing yo like no i i never do that if anything it's just like i'm i'm I'm, i thank the brands that give me that stuff you know what i love so i have a few friends and and they're doing well for themselves and they want to let the whole world know yeah but it's it's just interesting when when I watch them do it, and they're good. They're good people. They're nice, yeah. but on social media, it almost looks like a different personality. Come mm. off almost douchey. Oh, like if they're on a boat, this is the pose. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or you know, they, 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 yeah. what's the, the yeah, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> right. and, and I'm going like, I have a feeling maybe a few years down the line when they look at their photos. They're they're gonna and and they mature a little bit, right? Yep. They go, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Because there are some things, even myself, right? I look back at my teenage years, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> what were you yeah. thinking? And I think that's kind of cool though, because that means that personally I grew, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. if I'm if I'm going, You're you still know, doing still doing the same thing as a kid, then and and I still think it's cool, then I you know pretty outdated myself. Uh-huh. But this day and age, seeing some of my friends do it, I'm like. How do I tell them without hurting their feelings? And how do I tell them without seeming like a hater? Because I am not. I have my own. Yeah. I'm doing just fine. But And then also, how do I tell them without them going, you know what? Fuck you, Will. You know? Because the ego yeah. is going to come in and, and, and talk to them. Well, but then, like, what, what, where, where... But I where, don't. I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not super close to them, so I, yeah. I don't. So and, then that number one, you already can. But I want to tell them, like, dude, you know how you're making yourself look like it looks crazy it looks it looks crazy <laughs> with but, the girls and with the example i was telling you before yeah. it's like it's the opposite like it's real life examples right. i know he's with a girl and he's just like he's got his girlfriend mm. that's not asian mm. and he's just holding her like mm. kind of showing off like look uh-huh. i'm dating outside my race and i'm an asian right. guy man yeah and he's holding and i'm you know, it's just I could show cringy. you. A few, I, I could show you a few photos okay. after this, right? Um, and I, Norm, do you know who I, I'm talking, I know about? talking about? You know who I'm talking about? No. <laughs> and I could show you a few photos after yeah. this, and you 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 would go, ooh, man. Yeah. And he has it like that though. Like everything that he's showing, he yeah. actually has is not is not BS. It's not rental, yeah, BS. Like it's it's, just, it's ownership. It's things that he actually right. has his his real life actually, but it comes off. It's just really douchey. 
And he's not a douchey person. Well, he's this a is nice a, this guy. This is interesting. This is interesting. So since you know all that, yeah. does it come off as like being a hater? Like because you, we 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 all we, we we know this. Like he has this. He's you know he's showing no, off then, like that. But yeah. is it is it a? But but we know that this is real. Mm. But it's presented in a way that's that looks a little douchey. That's actually like in in that perspective, you're coming off from a good place. Because you're like, hey, I, I know you personally, you're a great guy, but you look like a completely different person on Instagram. Mm. So like, but I maybe that, I don't know, maybe if you're close enough, I hope you can get a little deeper with that. Like maybe that is the purpose of what he's trying to post. Or maybe so, that's the, uh, the to representation. Make, it, it looks like, hey, look what that I have, be jealous of me. Yeah. Right. And I think... Mm. When you do something like that, I mean, it's your prerogative. You do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But when you do something like that consistently, it could kind of look to other people like you're like not pleasant to be around. You're just a, a braggadocious person that's really full of himself. And, and that person, no matter who you are, is never fun to hang out with. Never. If they're so trying to just show you their stuff all the time. Right. It's, it's, uh, but he's not like that in person. No, man. But yeah. it comes off like that. And in person, he, he, dude, if you got any problems, anything like that, he'd always try to figure something out for you. He'll help you go into like a think tank and, and go, all right, this is how you can solve it. Like, yeah. he's, he's a good dude, right? He, he's not flaky. If he yeah. says he's going to do something, he'll do it. Uh, and then, but the social media representation, if you don't know him that well, you right. never had a good dialogue with them and, and intimately, yeah. you would go, Ugh. yeah. If you don't know him behind the scenes, I think yeah. if you if you think it's helpful to have that healthy conversation, then yes. But if not, I mean, that to me is also. I'm trying to think in his perspective. It's like if I'm not gonna get new friends anyway, what does it matter what it looks like to other people? If I have my good, it's like group it's of like friends, the, the audience is, that he's trying to display this to is not us. It's okay. It's other people, right? I mean, it's weird because what he has, it's for real. Like yeah. what he shows, it's for real. Right. And what people I know that are influencers, quote unquote, they don't got to like that man. Mm-hmm. They're not really traveling like that. They yeah. don't really have those type of cars. They don't really have those type of watches. Yeah. They don't really have those type of anything. I yeah. know where they, they're, and they ain't really, and Norm, we know this too, about this person. Like this person is not even happy and they're always super happy mm-hmm. on social media trying to tell other people how to be uh, happy. You know, so I know, yeah. where, but they come off really awesome on mm-hmm. social media. Like awesome. This person has like hundreds of thousands of followers and I know this person personally Yeah, and she's not happy, man. She is miserable. She is, Damn. she's just not as happy as she comes off. She's yeah. very, um, she, she has a lot of personal like issues. A, yeah. Total opposite of... Total opposite. Norm, you yeah. know who I'm talking about, right? And, but then she, on social media, she's a rock star. Wow. She's an absolute rock star. She looks like she has her whole life together. Yeah. And she's super happy. But in real life, it's quite the opposite. Her, her life is a train wreck. That's, a, that, you know, that's the whole personal journey. A, a lot of influencer friends I know as well is like that. Because I've... You know, hung out with them just like that with them in person. They where they don't like, have it, where their life is opposite. They're what? like alcoholics. Like they they drink all the time. Like mm-hmm. we've been on cruises where um, it's all you can drink. I have like I even if it's all you can drink, I drink like two drinks. That's it. I don't I don't need it. I don't want it. These guys will go blackout drunk mm-hmm. on a work trip. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a sponsored cruise. Yeah. So they drink every single night, like six martinis down, like drinking all night. Do it again next day. Not smart. And I'm like, that's not for me. And that's okay. And I think that's, again, with the whole tip of like wants and needs is like, just because everyone is doing it, like you, 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 you need to be able to step out of that. And like, what do I want? Or like same thing with friends, right? Like certain friends, if they're bringing you down or if you're, you're not matching the energy, if all your friends, all they want to do every weekend is party, but you want more for your life, you need to be able to disconnect and go for it because you can't look five years down the line and be like well i could have had a side hustle thing but you know my good i was just hanging out with my friends you know if that's what you want in life yes so i'm not going to argue with that but you know if that if there's something more you want and you're like oh i don't have time unless you're like a single mother working you know minimum wage jobs you don't have time Mm. unless you're like a hard construction worker you're literally coming home and you're exhausted. I get it. 
it's physically, you know, mentally exhausting. But if you're like a lot of us in our generation where we get a nice little cushy nine to five job and you're partying all weekend and you tell me you don't have time to do something else. I call bullshit. Then it's like yeah. you need to really evaluate your time, your, your wants and needs. If it matters to you, yeah. you will find time. You're going to adjust it. And you will adjust your priorities. Mm-hmm. But then there's some people who all of a sudden I hear, well, that's just toxic, man. And I agree. Some hustle culture is oh, toxic. Yes, yes, yes. Some parts of yes, it, right? That, of course. You know, I, I really believe it could get right. super toxic. Everything's balanced. When, as soon as you throw away that work-life balance. You'd be burnt out. I, it's yeah. Eight hours if straight. You're grinding for eight hours straight. <laughs> yeah. You'll be, yeah, you're Well, done. maybe if you're, you know, a lawyer and then you're, you're working, like, yeah. writing briefs. and. I, I have friends that, you know, like, during Q1 or Q2, whatever, they have to work, you know. Right. And I, I get it. But at the end of the day, it's just... I can't tell you how to live your life. You have to prioritize somewhere. I'm not telling you to hustle 24-7 because that is also a toxic crowd. That's why everything in life is balanced. Like work-life balance is such an important part. Um, You have to figure out what that sweet spot is for you. You have Mm. to figure out like, you don't have to give up your weekend for the rest of your life, but maybe your weekend for six months to build something on the side. But you have to start somewhere. And I think that's where like the sports mentality part comes in really nicely because it's a whole life thing, right? Like, you have to put in the work to practice. That's just how it is. You have to learn how to dribble to do a layup before you can go for a dunk, before you can play in a full game, before you can go into practice. There's progressions. You have to take those steps. And like something new that I'm doing too, I started taking acting classes because I want more. I want to try it. Why not? I won't know until I do it. Right. So, and again, it's like I'm not expecting to be a C Mulu in like two years. You can't, ex- having that expectation is very toxic because then now you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. You're comparing yourself. But to have your own personal journey, it's like, okay, I'm taking my baby steps. I'm taking these classes. I'm dribbling. I'm dribbling. Oh, I'm having a layup. I, you know, I, I'm making it happen. This is going well. But it's just like all these things like get to that point so that all of a sudden you're doing a slam dunk. But of course, everyone sees a slam dunk. They don't know all the all the time and all the hours that you need to get there. Um, but you can say that with everything. Like when I first started Levitate style, it took it took time of learning how to start a blog or how to take photos like on the weekdays and the weekends, how to network on the weeknights. Like and then I was like, now it becomes like this. There was a thing I heard Kevin Hart say. He says, Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> die you heard that right yeah so everybody wants to go to heaven but nobody wants to die now this day and age because of social media i mean a lot of things has gotten easier and is it possible to kind of get that goal that grandeur without all that work yes and no like yes you can have one tiktok that goes viral but you need to follow that up right like it's if you notice, like, TikTok is a really good, relevant example, right? Like, when it goes viral, you can have millions of views out of nowhere in 24 hours, and then you can get some followers. Well, what's next? You got to follow that up with more content and more content. And now you can build that, whatever went viral, could build into a niche, and now you become that new thing. But it takes all that time and work. So, yeah, you could start off and not have not put in the hours, but you're gonna end up doing it afterwards um, or you're gonna learn as you go. So uh, another good example is like, I've done some commercial work, I've done like production work uh, with, with, with brands recently in the past few years. But like, if you gave me that in the first year I started, I would be like, oh my goodness, this is a lot. Cause it would've been overwhelming. Yeah, it's a lot. And like one of my first shoots um, was like, one of my bigger, like, first, like, video shoot was with, like, Perry Ellis in Miami. That was my first time, like, on a big set, speaking to the camera. It's just me. Like, I, like, I couldn't even memorize the lines, like, because, like, I'm not used to memorizing lines. Mm. And then, like, I was losing my voice. I, like, I was losing my energy because I wasn't used to being in front of the camera like that, mm. video-wise. But since then, like, I've, I have my own YouTube channel now. Like, I've done so many video stuff now with other brands. I'm, like... Yeah, it's a it's a muscle. Yeah, because now I'm so used to it, and it again, it's all practice. 
like practice makes perfect. But that very first one was hard. But over time, it's like, yeah, like I had that un under my belt. I have this one under my belt. And like over time, you know how production works. Like the camera's here, the people is here, you know where to look, you know how to speak properly without you know, uh, um, uh, you know, like you, you know how to collect your thoughts and take your time. All those things, unless you're natural, like, yeah, it takes time to develop that. You're going to go through those hard times. Just be prepared for it. And just you can't quit during those stages. I think that's when it really counts, when you're able to show yourself that you can do it past the difficulties, that you're tougher than what that is, that you want it more than that thing wants mm -hmm. to stop you. And I tell, and I tell people that too, because like I, I know people that start YouTube channels and like you know, um, even for us, like when I do my podcast with my co-host Mike uh, for the Asian Menswear Podcast, um, like we we started trying to do videos, but he's a very, he's like, because he's not so used, he's not used to posting content, so he's very hard on the content. He needs to be perfect, and I just tell him like, it's supposed to suck. It's the beginning. You, you're supposed to suck. That How was about, more what we said at the beginning, It's a right? good mentality. Yeah. You're supposed to suck. We gave ourselves enough roadway to fail. You're supposed to get better. You're not supposed to be the perfect... How can you be... How can you have a perfect video in the beginning? It's impossible because you're going to grow over time. You're going to get better and better. Hopefully, that is, you're supposed to get better. You're not supposed to look the same one year down the line, five years down the line. And so, like, in the beginning, that hump, that very initial hump just like... You're supposed to suck. No one's going to watch it. Nobody cares. You care. You got to just keep going. And that's the longevity of it. It's the balance. Like, you're talking longevity, right? Like, did you just want to start something that lasts a month? All right, then that's what it is. But if you want longevity, then you need to know you're going to suck in the beginning. But it's the consistency. Just conversating with people, it just becomes a normal process of, mm -hmm. of a podcast. So. For me, it just became a normal process. Yeah, ha having that flow, flow of uh, conversation versus just boom, boom, boom. That's probably the main reason why I love doing the podcast is because I don't get to have hour-long conversations with people anymore without it feeling mm. fake. True. Does spontane spontaneity lead to like deeper kind of inquisitive questions? So you kind of dig deeper with that, without like having a script. Because back then, you would only have this with your really close friends, yeah. right? Right. But now people don't even have close friends like that anymore. No, unless they specifically figure out a time to meet up and carve out a time to have yeah. that space to like open up like that. I mean, what the hell happened? Like this, this day and age, you don't even have to be married and have kids and you're super busy where you have to schedule everyone in from your parents you have to put them in your calendar right. from everything you know, your friends to this and that and you have to force yourself to make time because it consumes so much energy but does it really does it really like what happened from back then till now where it consumes so much energy just to meet up with your family to your with your friends and have a conversation with this yeah. much energy takes you know to me it's it's like it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I and then they like, fall into a depression because they say, I have no... And I talk to these people yeah. and they go, I don't really have any close friends. I'm, I, I feel alone. What friends? I don't really have friends. And I'm, I have acquaintances. I have people that I know. I'm like, well, what do you do? Are you staying home yeah, a lot? Are you saying no? That's like consciously like a decision that we had to make to really make sure we carve out time for people. Because like, especially, you know, we're all, we all have partners. So it's like, it's easier to just be like, all right, us two, the whole world. Like, we, we, like, we don't need That's extra really friends. That's really easy. Like, it's You're a lot right, easier yeah. to be like, all right, let's go watch a movie or let's go to a restaurant mm -hmm. versus, like, texting, like, a group of five and then, like, figuring out time. So, like, but in, in, in the other way, it's like, it's what you're saying. It's like, friendships, I feel like as we get older, we're like, no, friendships is work. Like, it's a two-way street. Like, you have to put in the effort. You can't just be like, well, how come this friend didn't reach out to me? How come I'm not hanging out with them? Like, because you both need to make an effort to hang out together. And so, like, when I'm actually home, when I'm not traveling or I'm not, when I'm not busy with work, like, I look at my weekends. I'm okay, I have these weekends free. I need to go and see my friends or else it could easily be another month because... And that say, person will become a stranger. Yeah. Say mm -hmm. next week I can go see my dad. And then the week after I see my this other friend. So if I don't see my my other friend in New Jersey this week that's gonna be a whole other month so but i think that's important to prioritize and be like no like it's important to make sure i see my friends and here's the thing leo i think a lot of us don't know how to be friends anymore 
I, I think we don't know how to be friends and we don't know how, if we do know how to be friends and, and keep people interested at the start, we don't know how to maintain that relationship. We don't know how to, how to develop it and, 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 and grow it to something special where it feels like, hey, there's a bromance, you know, or, or, or for a girl, there's their version of having a bromance, right? I just don't know. I don't see that too often anymore once you're, once you're past your teenage years. Yeah. I, I think a big part of it is uh, it's the comfort of adulthood when you're like, you know, I can just be at home with my family, you know, with, with your partner and just watch Netflix and just do your own thing. But I think that's why it's important to have those conscious like say wait wait like i this was cool like let's go to a game with this guy or let's you know or also encourage your partner to hang out with their friends separately um but yeah it's, it's harder harder to get a group of friends together um so i but think those like, are the same people that stay in that comfort that fall into the depression or complain about not having friends or complain about that there's no one out there they have to put in the work like it's it's a convers- relationships are two-way street like you like that's something that like we consciously have to be like you know if i want to maintain my friendship like we have to see each other that's the good and bad of social media is that like it's good because you could kind of keep up with each other um on instagram but it's bad because you're like, oh, yeah, I see enough of you on the screen. I don't need to see you in real life. But that that's where you have to make the consciousness of like, no, like we need to hang out and like really get to know what's going on. And it's different. It's like different. if I see an update from you on, on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. whatever, it's different from us actually being in a room together, breaking bread mm-hmm. or going to catch a game together or yeah. playing a game together and just talking um, about stuff. Because during those moments, we end up talking about what's on our minds and, and then maybe help navigate us through those thoughts. Uh, maybe I'm dealing with something and I'm not sure. Maybe like, oh, should I move here to this town or should I invest in this? Or maybe you go, hey, there's a great investment, this and that. You should look into it. Yeah. And, and then from there, we kind of talk into like, you know, maybe the kids if you're married or, mm-hmm. or um, a job, changing careers. Like there's just so much value out of that. Just having someone that you can feel safe and connected to. Yeah. yeah. Or a yeah, workout buddy. You know, someone that just inspires you in real life, not on social media. Yeah. yeah, someone that's just like, hey, Leo, let's let's go hit the gym today, bro. Let's, what are you doing? You want to go, you want to go here and just like do this? You want to go for a run together? You want right. to run around Central Park and, or run over the bridge mm-hmm. into Manhattan? Let's do it, man. Yeah. You know, we'll grab grab a smoothie and a salad on the other side yeah. or whatever, or grab a beer when we're done. It's all good. You know, it's it's different than kind of doing that on your own. And I and I I appreciate those moments when I'm alone, mm-hmm. but I also appreciate the moments that I get to do that with my friends. Yeah. And and hey, for the record, I have a wife. I have kids mm-hmm. that I'm very happy with and I consider them also like we do have a great relationship where it's it's like a friendship. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like I'm a kid's parents, but I also like play with them and hang out with them like they're my friends. Like we have mm-hmm. a great bond. Yeah, I'm seeing with my wife. We talk and we laugh like as friends. Yeah, and and I can easily say this is all I need in the world mm-hmm. and cut everyone off. Right. But the truth is, I have them and it's great. But in fairness to the people that I love, I also need to be able to play a sport i need mm-hmm. to be able to have other dimensions of myself yeah in order for them to get the full experience of me mm-hmm. i also think that is what ends up happening to adults is that like you get so comfort in your family that like that is all there is in your life and that's all it defines your life at some point comfort is the enemy and then your conversations become all about that's the trojan horse so like it's it, that's why it is important to still have your own personal hobbies to go to games to you know do the things that you personally like and it's actually very healthy to not do that with your family to have absolutely. some alone time with buddies it's I gotta be good for your mental health yeah for absolutely sure. i yeah. think that's why we fall into depression because we stop doing yeah. things that used to make us happy mm, yeah. that we enjoy that we love yeah and, and not necessarily your stuff you enjoy doesn't mean that your partner will enjoy it right the same way and it's not yeah. selfishness it's, it really is mental health it's, it's, it's we still we talk about balance all the time mm-hmm. but like it's not like you're going to the game every week every day you know it's like once a while once a month or whatever 
But like what you're saying too, like it's a very different conversation with your friends to talk about moving, to talk about investment, talk about different interests. And even that level of those conversations is very different than how you talk about it with your parents, with your kids. Like when you talk about kids, about, you know, buying a house, like it's a whole different conversation talking about with your peers, with, with your friends. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have all that. Um, so once you feel like that part of you is missing, like that's when you need to... If you're off balance, yeah. you find that uh, something's missing in your life. Yeah. It's probably that. You know, it's funny. Missing actually, friends. Yeah, I actually do talk about buying a house with my kids. <laughs> and what and do they funny. say? So my, <laughs> my, my oldest, right? She's, 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 she's at that level. She's <laughs> quite brilliant. She's only seven, right? <laughs> and... and uh, she goes, I was like, hey, you like this? I said, we'll stay at an Airbnb somewhere. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's nice. It has a pool, all uh-huh. that all that fun stuff. And and it's, it's more square footage than where we live. And I asked her, I said, hey, would you want to live in a house like this? You know, if daddy goes around looking for a house, maybe we can move. And she goes, she thinks about it mm. before she responds. And she goes, mm, that's nice, but I like our house better. I was like, why? She's like, it just seems like a waste of money to have all this space and not use it all the time. I think our house just has the right amount of space. I'm really happy there. So I don't really need, you know, all that. That's very you know, this detailed. Is, I'm looking at her like, I love you. Like, I love you. You know, you are so smart and cute. Like, what a good kid. You know, I, I hope you stay like this and, and stay this wise. You know, the world doesn't destroy you. You know, it's just... It's just beautiful to see yeah. that type of mind. And it reminds me that, yeah, what I have here is really dope already. Mm-hmm. And I got to pay attention to that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out here thinking the grass is greener. I'm over there mm-hmm. going, ooh, look at this big ass house. Mm-hmm. And I don't really need that big ass house. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, was, I was just talking to my wife about this. Even if I did, you know, live in a house like that with, with us, we're all going to be in separate rooms all of the time. And we're going to be further away from each other. We'll have more privacy yeah right? and maybe that will change the way we react to one another mm-hmm. you know we live in a in, in a in a nice place it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know we live in a fairly nice place now but we all somehow end up in the same room together all the time us four yeah that's great you know we're and we love it we love being with the, and then when we need to do our own thing and we end we end up in our own room mm-hmm. and and that's good enough we have enough privacy there but it's not so large where it's a chore to get to you yeah you know, where you're going to the other side where you need like intercoms on the... That sounds uh, like luxury. <laughs> or you need a yeah. dinner bell, you know? <laughs> well, that's, that's becoming yeah. like very normal now, right? Yeah. Where people have like certain smart home setup where mm-hmm. they go, hey, come to dinner. Oh, wow. You know, like they're not going to... I mean, they can yeah. hear. I mean, it's not so big that they can't hear. Right. Like, you can shout. Yeah. But and that's too much home. That's too much. That's too yeah. big. Of no, like for example, if I'm in a kitchen making dinner... Yeah. And you're upstairs oh, like in a your room, floor, like a second floor in a house. Yeah. You're not gonna say, "Hey, dinner's ready." You're just gonna go on an intercom yeah. and say, or like a smart speaker. Like a new technology for that. Or, yeah, they have that technology right now. <laughs> Alexa, you, call. Yeah, yeah. Where you, like or Siri, you, you, you yeah. say like, "Hey, go over there," and I'm, I'm like activating right. everyone's phone now. <laughs> but you could, you know, say, "Hey, come down for dinner," and then it'll say that. Right. Or there's an intercom feature. But our home is not big enough for that. Yeah. Where we have a where we would need an intercom feature. Yeah. But I I like that where it's enough for us where it's cozy and and we're just together and it's enough. It's it's not like we're squished, mm-hmm. but it's not where it's so grandiose mm-hmm. and and just out of touch. Mm-hmm. And I've been in homes like that. I stayed in homes like oh. that. It's nice because mm-hmm. you're on vacation. Yeah. But living like that is two completely separate things. I, I think that's why, like, it's funny because um, sometimes I go on TikTok and I see videos like, oh, look at this, like, $200,000 home in the middle of Texas. Look how big this mansion is. I'm like, I don't want to live there. Like, I, I love New York. Like, I grew up here. I don't mind living in an apartment. Like, I have everything I need and more. And, like, it's not so much about just the space, you know? It's not It's not about that sometimes, so... Um, so that's interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, some people think that you need this space. They'll make up reasons where you need this space if you're going to have kids. You need this space if you want to have a dog. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, even something like a dog, you, if you have a dog and you have a house, you think it's it's good for the, for the dog to be just let out to the yard and just go crazy. But the truth is, dogs thrive on long walks. Mm-hmm. 
that's where they're really at smelling all these different smells exploring mm. that's really tuning into their nature oh. it's not having a big backyard for them yeah. to go nuts in i mean that's a nice perk yeah to have like a but then they have dog parks here do the walks. In, in the city for <laughs> but no matter what you still have to do the walks mm. they have to explore with you and that's how you develop a bond with your dog too is by going on walks with your dog you both right. learn about each other and your dog's paying attention to you believe it or not i mean yeah, yeah i'm i'm I had dogs my whole life. I'm real big on dogs. I oh, love. Wow. I'm a big animal lover. Uh, I had all types of pets, right? And I got to know them very well. And um, and I'm telling you, like, we made it work. And I saw that when I saw that my dog was mentally more stable. Mm. And I've had pit bulls, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had from Shih Tzus to Maltese's to Jeez. pit bulls. Like I had all types of different breeds, and they all thrived. And and I can tell you what's in common. It doesn't matter whether you have a big or small dog. Is going for walks with wow. them. Wow, it's important. That's it's crazy. I never. I didn't. I didn't grow with any pets. I don't know. It was like, I. I didn't think a lot of Asians have pets. Yeah, At my mom. My mom was them. totally against it. Yeah, you snuck right when right. <laughs> I, in. No, I brought it home anyway. I was. <laughs> I was that kid. My friends used to call me Will of the Jungle <laughs> because if I find something, I'm bringing it oh, home. God. <laughs> like if I found like a lizard, I'm like, oh man, this is cool. Oh wow! I'll bring it home. I got even when I was a kid, I was that kid that would like pick up a caterpillar with my finger and just play around with it, or or try to like just always observe insects mm. in the backyard or in the park, right? I was that kid. I just I was so fascinated with with insects and animals. Like if I saw something on the Discovery Channel when they used to show animals on the Discovery Channel, I used to always tune in and use my, my even through the all commercials. I was just locked in. You know, I just love love animals. I always had a, a deep love for animals. And uh, when I became um, of age, mm-hmm. when I was having my own place, I was like, I gotta have. Like animals, like normally, and this is gonna sound weird to some people, but I had snakes. But that, yeah, you're in college, right? And in your dorm. Yeah, as soon as I had my own place, when I was old enough to have my own place, <laughs> I moved out the dorms yeah. because the dorms didn't allow dogs. And I brought, oh, wow. I brought a pit bull into my <laughs> dorm because I just had this pit bull that was like super awesome. Towards the end of the semester, yeah. And my roommates and I kept it hidden. It was just a puppy in the dorms, and then we would take it out, feed, it, and then. As soon as the semester, and then the, the the room, what's the RA stand for? I don't know. The, the president. Person, yeah. Advisor. Yeah. He met my dog. And he was like, Will, you can't have dogs here. And he, he, met, <laughs> he was like, damn, but it's cute. You know, yeah. and it's cool. So he became, he was really cool. He's like, yo, keep this on the down low. I don't yeah. know anything. Damn. And uh, yeah. And then the next, next, right when that semester ended, just a couple of weeks, I got my own place. I looked for my own place, found a new roommate wow. to live off campus just so I could have a dog and pets. And let me tell you, it's just awesome. I just, there's something about pets that I just find um, rewarding. I find comfort yeah. in, in uh, being around animals. See, it's, like I never grew up with pets, so I didn't have that. But like my brother has a dog in LA. Do you like, love, do you love your brother's dog? I do love <laughs> his dog um and like now it's really opened me up to like when i see dogs like i'm paying attention to the dog on the street now but like i yeah i never had a pet never had to take care of one um but like seeing the dog in la when i'm there it feels like a whole big family now Mm. and it's like it's super cute but like i just i still can't just imagining like because it's a whole it's a lifestyle change oh now, yeah for sure it's like it's like a kid so you got to walk the dog in the morning it's not like a kid you know you gotta, <laughs> people I now you can kid. compare See, everyone you, that says it's like a kid have, doesn't have kids yeah, exactly because i used to yeah. say that i was yeah. like oh yeah it's like having a kid they're like my little fur baby uh-huh. right that's what people say and i used to be down with that until i had my own kid i was like you can't leave a kid in a kennel <laughs> yeah it is way harder having a kid than a dog is two completely different oh, things. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess there are some parallels, mm-hmm. but it's that's where it stops. Like you know, whereas the love for it and taking care of something, but there's levels to it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not. But you know what? It, it's right now. I I can't go through it anymore because I had a few dogs, mm-hmm. um, and after all these years, obviously they yeah. passed away from old age. Yeah, and um, I don't think I could deal with that yeah. right now. I just. After putting, I had to put one down during COVID. Oh, wow. She was 15. She was a pit bull. I had her um, for quite some time. She was with me for quite some time. She was a beautiful dog. Yeah. Um, Beautiful, just in every way. And 
I had when I had during COVID, I had to put her down, and they only allowed one person in the room. Oh wow! And it was just heartbreaking. It was just me and Damn. me and, and and originally they were like we were not going to allow anyone in the room. Yeah. But they made an exception because they saw that I was not going to take that for an answer. Yeah. And that was probably. I mean, I had to put a couple of them down, but that was one of the more difficult ones. Right. I didn't have anyone there with me, and it was Damn. just me and her. And then I had to give the thumbs up. Uh, Yikes, when dude. it was okay for like the procedure um, for them to. You know, because she was in pain, so I had to mm. put her down. You know, it was just it was the right thing to do. I think like um, my girlfriend Alicia, their family is what really introduced me more into pets because they always have dogs. And Alicia grew up with a cat, um, but she's also the same. Like she really wants a cat again, but she just cannot deal with if and when they pass away it's just like she cannot deal with that kind of pain i, and I think that's the that's like the reality of it right you know it's like yeah it's great it's great let's have a pet but it's like you know someday that day it's yeah. gonna come and that's that's tough it's a tough pill to swallow yeah I, I and it's not one of those things where i think i could never have a pet again mm-hmm. i think and i got still got i, I have a dog right now mm-hmm. I, I have one more left and he's of age where it's yeah. he's slowing down and and I hate seeing that and I think about it all the time and I'm just like oh man I gotta say goodbye to this guy yeah. you know he's been such a, a a cool cool part of the family um, I, I, I can't do that again I, I'm gonna need a break emotionally mm-hmm. because there's just been you know I, I've been dealing with it for years now and I just need a break from that yeah. and one day when I'm old the dream to just get a big country f- house. A lot of acres. <laughs> yeah, acres, and I'm just going to be me and all my dogs. <laughs> all your dogs? None of them on Damn. a leash. They, don't even, they won't even know what a leash is, and we'll just go on walks together. Like go a, ahead, like a fertilize big, my land. Like a big wolf pack. You know, we're just going to go out and just hang out. Wow. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, when I'm old, I'll have that energy and I'll be healthy. And I think they'll keep me healthy, you know, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to go for those walks together. And it just be me and my dogs, you know, yeah. because at that time I'd probably be done with the world. I'd probably be angry with the world, you know, the angry old man. That's like, you know, people are such. I, you want to like, be a hermit? Ah, I just isolated. You know, there's, you know, the, people feel like that now, right? Where they feel like, like just they don't like being around people because people can't be people. Yeah. Right. And and they feel more trustworthy or safe around dogs or animals. And I'm thinking maybe when I'm old, I'll I'll feel some type of way because I can empathize with that strongly. Right. Yeah. I, I really can. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, but at some point in my life, I just I do want to take my foot off the gas pedal mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of just retire in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It with, sounds very peaceful. It's like Thanos. I, I never thought I would have a pet just because I never grew up with one. So but until like, I'm like, never say never because I think when I'm older... Having a dog is the best. Like, Great companion. It, it, it really gives yeah like the companion that you need. Especially we're talking. I'm thinking like old age. Like yeah, when you retire, yeah. like super like 60s. 70s. Yeah, and I'm not gonna go and like go out and do stuff every day. 60s isn't that old. By <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about how the number age and our physical age are. Very I know different some 60 now. year old. I, actually, I, I know some 60. I know some very young 60 year olds. Mm. A spry 60. Year old. They're in probably in better shape than a lot of people I'm, I know in their 20s. Yeah. Okay, I don't disagree. But I also know yeah. a lot of old 60 year olds. Mm. where there's just a lot of oh, mileage yeah. on them but they didn't really take care of themselves you gotta start young that's exactly that's it, it catches the, up to you all the healthcare tips the healthy lifestyle the water whatever that's it is. why i stopped drinking yeah i took a break it's been over six months i actually i broke it the other night because i had a celebratory thing personally my mm. wife had a great achievement yeah you gotta I, celebrate I home Moderation. a bottle, a bottle yeah. of wine and and that's it. i had a couple that's of great. glasses Called it a night, woke up with a hangover, a slight hangover, not like, yeah. oh, because it was good wine, yeah. right? But I, I woke up with a slightly like, oh my gosh, I had a drink last night, you right. know, where I just, yeah. my, I definitely lost a few brain cells. Oh, uh, you're not used you know? to it because you haven't it. drank it yeah. felt, very it felt long. Like tolerance is not my tolerance same. almost got reset, you know? That's interesting you said reset. Does that mean you basically reset the years that have been worn off <laughs> from drinking in the past. Well, it's been proven, right? right? If you stop smoking or you stop drinking, yes, it increases your lifespan yes, yes, and yeah. your body begins to heal itself, mm-hmm. right? After a day of not smoking, your body does begin the healing process. In yeah. a week, it furthers long, or two weeks, and three weeks. It's all the body tolerance. Like, your your body can get rid of it so quickly. Because, like, I, I know, like, 
during COVID, I was drinking so much whiskey and wine. Like we were drinking bottles every week. But then like once we we're out of the COVID and like things are kind of opening back up, we're like, okay, well, like we don't we don't need to drink this much. Like we need to chill out. And now like I have one or two glass. I'm like, I feel that. Like, and I much prefer that. Yeah. Number one, you mm. don't spend as much money. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And number two, like, all right, I can control myself now. I can control how much I'm putting in yeah. and still be very efficient the next day. I'm yeah. not in bed trying to recover the whole weekend. You don't need to go blackout drunk. You you need to just enjoy and you should enjoy what you're consuming. You know, like you shouldn't just be taking shots just to be blackout drunk. You should be enjoying the drinks that you're having or whatever it yeah. is. At this age, at this age, at this you, age. Well, this like, is, uh, I still know people. We're not like blowing wisdom. back shots anymore, <laughs> but, we're, we're, but we're taking like sips of good stuff. Yeah, that's what I prefer. Yeah. Like, whether it's a beer, like a good beer. Yeah, you know, you're not drinking like like forty ounces anymore, right? I, I don't know anybody out age drinking forty ounces, but when yeah. I was a kid, everybody was drinking forties. That was like the cool thing, right? I feel like my first drink, like my very very first drink, was probably like at some like work party at my dad's like work party thing and they had someone slipped you something you know, like, I was like hey, try it oh i've heard of sex on the beach can i have one of those <laughs> and i feel like that was like that one sounds of the cool first drink I had. but now i'm like just give me whiskey like neat or like just maybe one thing of ice like i'm good like that's perfect yeah <laughs> simplify, that's I, I simplify my drinks too like uh same thing whiskey on a rocks or maybe whiskey with a couple of drips to open yeah. up the the flavor or i just you know if i'm at an event depending on what i'm doing who was there uh, like I'm not going to be drinking a glass of whiskey at a baseball event. Mm-hmm. Might have a beer, something yeah. simple. You yeah, know? I think that's the balance in life. Yeah. And I think like that was interesting. You brought up the age thing because um, mm. we were like talking about birthdays. Yeah, earlier. So yeah. your your birthday. Oh, it's, our it's, both it's, birthdays it's coming up. up. It's soon, soon. And I'm I'm up there. So and we're we're talking about how you know your number age don't mm-hmm. necessarily correlate with your bi- biological age. Yeah, you're saying like you know people that are sixty and they're like. That's spry, spry you know? yeah. That's hope. That's how I'm. But I also know people that are sixty that, that they're. But what's the secret? Good. You know, did they share that secret with you? I, well, here it is, and, and this is just observation and common sense. Right. Yeah. Number one, it's genetic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, a big part of like it you is genetic. You can't genetics. control like if you if you have bad genes and you're more susceptible to certain type of diseases. Mm. It runs in your family, mm. right? You can't control that. However, what is controllable, which is the second thing, is how you take care of what you put in your body. Yeah. What time you go to bed. Right. right. What type of information you consume for your mental state as well. And educating yourself on how to become healthier, how to hack that system, right, if you care about it that much. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then it can show. It can be a reflection of that. But again, genetics kind of got to be there because if... If you're, you know, you, your family is known to get cancer or diabetes at a certain age, mm-hmm. then you should probably be more aware and get more checkups, mm-hmm. right? Knowing that you yeah. should. So prevention. Preventative care. Key, or, or, or yeah. Prevention or early detection. That's, that's what I think. Yeah, the whole fit, fitness, diet, healthy lifestyle, like the earlier you start it, the better the foundation is. Because like I know both my dad and my girlfriend's dad you know, for years into the adulthood, they were eating fast food, like McDonald's, like all the time. Mm. That catches up to you. Big mm-hmm. time. And then like, if you don't know what healthy food is, that's a big change. Or you, your gut biome starts sending messages to your brain, like this you know, is, something is this wrong. Is not yeah. good we want that. Yeah. We want those greasy, Grease. yeah. oily, fat <laughs> skin, you know, crispy. We want all that. What's going on? Yeah. What is this broccoli? What is this... Mm. egg whites like what is all this but when you get on that road of eating healthy and avoiding the junk food when you take it it works the opposite way now if you if you have something that's really sweet yeah right if you have a piece of candy or a cupcake or you have um uh junk food that burger greasy number one the the you won't even be able to finish that cupcake. It's going to taste way too sweet. Your palate was just, your body right away is like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's your just body's rejecting o- it. Overload your mouth, just your taste buds. It'll just feel like something now. If I just poured a bunch of sugar mm-hmm. without, and just had some water go like made you drink it, you go, oh, <laughs> that's how it feels when you're eating really healthy and you have that first bite of something that's really sweet yeah. with a high a lot of grams of sugar. The second thing is, if you eat junk food, if you have that burger, that cheat meal, quote unquote, let's say you have a heavy cheat meal, but you've been consistently healthy without a cheat meal, mm. 
that is going to taste disgusting. And if you are able to digest everything, you're going to f- feel very sluggish and mm-hmm. slow. It's going to impact yeah. you. The way a, a, a alcoholic, like one beer can get you drunk if you don't drink for a long time, your tolerance for crappy food will slow your will be down so your body will feel instead of energized it'll feel quite the opposite yeah. mm-hmm. your body's taking more energy to try to break down those foods it's like like i i think of like the body is like a well oral machine right like think about car whatever it is it's like you have all this this is how it runs this is the well oral machine this is how it runs and then something is new in your system whoa what is this like this is harder to process you feel it way more it's heavier whatever it is um so it's like you it, it takes time to kind of have your body digest. And also another big thing is like, I think nowadays it's easier to recognize any uh, allergies. Yes. So like if, if like if ever before, it's like, what's gluten like 10 years ago, right? Nobody knew what gluten was and like dairy, right? Like things say like, wait a minute, like this is making my stomach feel weird. Maybe I'm allergic to it. Stop eating it. Like, like now we know better to stop it. Before we're like, yeah. oh, I don't know. I'll just sleep yeah, it like, off. Yeah, what's this milk? How come it's giving me the poops? Yeah, Like exactly. how come I'm getting the poopa doops? And then all of a sudden like, oh, you're, you're lactose intolerant. You're like, oh. Right. Oh, there it is. And That's also, a- but for the for, for longest time, it's been acceptable, right? Lact- yeah. Being lactose. Oh, you just think like, oh, that's it is what it is. Like yeah. I'm, I ate too much. Like that. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like re- like five years ago, I'm like, damn, I think I'm allergic to dairy, mm. because all of nowhere I was having stomach aches all the time, and I realized, oh, I'm having cereal with milk i'm having greek yogurt you know mm-hmm. protein but like i was like constantly like eating that stuff that triggers you like any type of dairy now yeah oh wow. yeah so it kind of like that i don't know where i was like 26 27 and they're like so you just, you can't have like mm-hmm. yogurt i I, mm-hmm. I i avoid it yeah unless oh, it's man. like say once in a while i'm having like ice cream or a something. cheesecake or yeah. ice cream and it's like really worth it and i'm like yeah i'll have a bite i can sleep it off but like I try to avoid it otherwise because it's just damaging your own system. There's oh, no so need. You can't for have it. ice cream. I try not to. Oh man. Unless it's like well, that's, but now there's plant-based oh, yeah, options, yeah, there's, which is there's great. Other, okay. And they taste great options. too. Okay. So that's why it's like recognizing what your what your weaknesses are, and you need to like adjust accordingly. So is it bad for you? What dairy? Uh, I know there's been arguments again yeah. where they say cow's milk is just super bad for you. I mean, from what I heard, yeah. But like, it's also like, for me at least, because my body can't process it correctly. So I'm always, I was having like stomach aches. You know, that's why you need to take like Pepto-Bismol or something. Yeah, yeah. to kind of digest it correctly. One of my friends told me when I asked her about it, she said, Will, we're the only uh, species or we're the only mammals that drink milk from other animals mm-hmm. but i also notice it's different when i go to europe or go to asia though i think it's the stuff in america that's way more processed so like i you know when i'm in europe i'm like i'm gonna eat the pizza and have the gelato because i'm here and it was fine completely fine all day and like i'm like i'm here in so italy it's just like crap quality i think whatever the stuff here is um especially if it's like packaged goods like it's way more processed like whatever i don't know how that works but like in 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 hong kong i was with, with a friend who's works in the food industry i'm like hey listen man i got a dairy thing i'll try whatever you want me to try because i want to eat everything but listen like i might be hurting a little bit so we go out we eat like we have like you know hong kong style french toast and all that good stuff and he's like so you're fine i'm like huh i guess i'm fine he's like all right you're lying then but it might just be the dairy in asia is so different from here mm. so so could you may not be actually allergic to the dairy itself it may be the one. things that they're putting into it and how it's made yeah. when it hits the shelf and i've heard of friends that like this is just from what he told me he said like he cannot eat the chicken in america because apparently it's injected with something else and like he got allergic to the chicken but mostly there's a lot of sodium in chicken yeah pre pre pre-packaged okay wow yeah so So like stuff like that it's like that's why it's it's important to like recognize what's in your food and i mm. think that that's help helps with your age as well i really do believe that it cannot be a coincidence on why so many people are having a difficult time having kids I know so many people mm. that's going through rounds of IVF oh, wow. in vitro. It, in the U.S. or just around the world, like globally? Personally, most of my friends are in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. And I know so many people going through rounds of IVF where they can't have babies on their own, where they've tried for years. Damn. Years. I have family and friends that tried. And 
they and I feel bad because I know these people would be all of these people I think would be great parents mm-hmm. and they and they're having such a difficult time having kids to the point where they're going through like their fourth round of in vitro, Jeez. fifth round, and even if it is a successful embryo that develops they end up having a miscarriage after a few months and that even i think that hurts even more imagine having that hope and you're actually successfully pregnant and you're excited yeah and after a few months you know you have a miscarriage i mean that i feel so you know that's a sad reality i feel like but i think that has to do with something in the air or the water or the Mm -hmm. diet there has to be something that's going on because why all of a sudden so many people having a hard time having yeah. kids? Whereas back then when I was growing up, you breathe on someone too hard, they get pregnant. You know <laughs> That's how I mean? easy it was. It was like pe- people were getting pregnant left and right when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody was showing up to school pregnant. Like, what, what is going on? You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's strange. Yeah, I it's feel like strange. seven, eight years ago when, you first, when I first heard of IVF, I was like, oh, what is this thing? But now it's so common. It's so common. It almost feels like, is this, is this like a 50 so you know, thing? So you know people that's also I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, why do you think? It's so bizarre. I mean, I have no idea. But I, I think it's a lot of that stuff. It could be, I don't know if it's, a, I don't know if it's lifestyle. I don't know if it's diet. Like, it, I have no idea. That's interesting you said scary, lifestyle. scary, though. That's an interesting you said lifestyle before because I was thinking maybe it isn't the food per se. It could be because people are having kids later in life. So there's, a, there's a possibility That's also a- that, you know, because you're you're older and then you're trying to have kids, there's a, there's a higher risk of, you know, uh, you know, uh, instability in, in conceiving. Right. So it's it's it's, it's interesting because uh, have you guys ever uh, read the book Freakonomics or watched the show? Yeah. So pretty much they they, um, they were trying to equate the rising crime to abortion laws in the US. So when, the, when they were fighting abortion laws, there were a lot more babies um, and, and, and banning abortions in certain uh, areas of the country. There were a lot more babies being born without, you know, uh, uh, with single mothers uh, or single parent households. So those, had a, so those babies grew up to have a higher chance of actually being criminals. And then you see like 20 years down the line, you see a, a uptick in, in, in rising mm-hmm. crime. So that, that's, you know, this is interesting that you see like the trends that, that, that go crazy. about. Yeah, the that cause and effect, that. that's cause 20 effect. years 20 down the years line. down the line, you know, decades down the line. So you, wow. can, you can look back, maybe uh, laws changed where, uh, uh, you know, women started going back to uh, work, uh, going to have corporate, you know, jobs and, 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 and staying in the workforce a lot longer. And that might have caused, you know, the, these, you know, Jeez. IVFs, uh, you know. That's, that's always been in the research. That's why it's like. Yeah. What, you got to get kids they, when you're but 20s. I also, but but I also know people that, that are. Yeah. yeah. But I also know that people are. Yeah. We know a few people with freezing eggs. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think there's something in the food. Because I, I, I knew people that were in their 20s, late 20s. that were trying oh. to have kids that had difficulty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and didn't they say, and this is scientifically proven, that there were more plastics in our water that we're consuming every day in the air that we're breathing in, in major cities mm-hmm. and in the food that we're consuming, even in food like sushi because of the pollution oh, that we're geez. doing in the water, that these fish are actually eating a lot of these microplastics oh, wow. or breathing it in in the water. And then when we catch them and we eat them, eating those poisons indirectly, you know. we are. You know, right. Chemicals, and, yeah. And because these plastics are not natural for our bodies, eventually a lot of it occurs and it, it causes... Um, biological changes within our system. So speaking about you know birth, you know my birthday is coming around the the corner, and for some reason like I just stopped caring about oh, yeah. my my you know being like my birthday in general. Uh-huh. Just the fact that once I turn a certain age, I was like I don't really care anymore. I don't know if that's the fact that you know I was never big on birthdays mm-hmm. and I never uh, you know had people really like celebrate it. It was yeah. a big thing. I just had close family and that was fine. So it wasn't like, oh, I, I had a huge party and then I invited a bunch of people. So it just, it never seemed to me like a big thing. I mean, like, I know your birthday's coming up. Is that? Yeah. No, that's, that's so funny because it's, it's the opposite for me now. I think birthdays are a big deal now. Mm. Uh, I think growing up, like I had like, you know, as a kid, I had like little like birthday parties, whatever. But then like teenage years and whatnot, it was whatever. I, what was crazy is like the past few years, um, I've been doing like birthday trips. And I just think like 
part of that was really recognizing that like life is short and mm. that like creating these memories and taking that opportunity to do a trip, you know, really celebrate and be thankful for what you have. Um, but also like having those memories where it's like, you, you can think back on. So like, I mean, like it's, it's just, it's, it's been crazy. Like I've spent my birthday, um, on, on the world cruise. I was, I had my birthday in Morocco on a work trip. I was in Iceland last year on a work trip as well. Um, it just so happened it was like around my birthday, but then like this year we're gonna go to Barcelona and do a Mediterranean cruise. But it was like a it was a thing where I'm like, no, like I want to take this opportunity to um, to celebrate, to have these memories. And it's um, also it seems like it's also like a, a celebration of your achievements every year. Yeah, and I think it's also like work schedule can get so crazy that. Yeah. You know, work opportunities can literally come next week and I'm booked up or something. So it's a nice break where I'm like, that's my birthday. I'm just going to at least block off this week. And then the rest of the year, it's like I need to kind of come as it goes. Um, but yeah, I, I just realized like there's such a luxury for our generation to be like, hey, I'm, I want to celebrate my birthday and do something about it. Um, another big part about my birthdays now, um, when I turned 30th, a few years ago, uh, I got myself my first like luxury watch. And it was such a big milestone because I think about watches in the world of fashion, right? Like watches has always been like, my grandfather passed this down to me. My dad passed this down to me. I'm like, I don't have that. I don't have someone that passed me down a Rolex. And so like looking at that like 30 age mark, um, I wanted to do something bigger to kind of celebrate what I've done in my life but also kind of like paving my legacy going forward mm. and so i think like watches of all things has that like value at that like that legacy longevity. Yeah. yeah and so um i got my first luxury watch it was kind of like everything has to check off the box for me where it's like it, it celebrated where i've come but also like elevate my personal brand because i was working with a luxury brand to get that watch and then i can also work with other luxury Swiss made watch brands now. So that kind of also opened the door for me in terms of business wise. So that's how I can like, all right, mm -hmm. like it's also a good business expense for it. But like that really gave like a story to the watch, but also like it really had that milestone for my birthday. Um, yeah, so now I feel like I, I always want to celebrate because it's, it's that one you know, chance that I get to. Yeah, because it represents some sort of this joy in your life and then you want to share it with people. I mean, I think that's great, you know. Why is it that when we get older, I mean, for a lot of people, I mean, you, you're against the grain, right? For a lot of people, we celebrate the shit out of our birthdays when we're kids, <laughs> right? Whether it's a parent's throw for us or we do it with our friends, right? And it's like this big event and other people plan our birthday parties. And as we get older, that transitioning begins where, number one, we don't have other people to plan our birthdays anymore. Mm -hmm. And if you're at a certain age and you still have, you're still fortunate enough to have friends or be in a relationship <laughs> yeah. with someone who will plan your birthday on your behalf, that's amazing. But most people don't have that. So they, for whatever reason, maybe begin to care less about their birthday, mm -hmm. begin to start making less of a fuss. And I believe, I mean, that's, that's cool and all, but it's also a little bit sad. The purpose of a birthday is to celebrate life. It's a lot of effort to get a group of people together. And I've done, like, once I've done a few of those group birthdays, I'm like, all right, it's kind of, it feels the same. You know, it's the same thing. Um, and again, it's, again, it's just like, what do I want more out of life? Like, how do I properly, what do I really want? I really want to be traveling for my birthday. Like, what do I really want to do, right? Like, so that's like, that's like number one. And another way is like, what if you can also cross off a new country off your list? That's another way to kind of cross more milestones off. So I think like that it really boils down to what you want out of life, right? Like you want to, do you want to travel when you retire? Or you want to just, why don't you at least do one trip a year? And why don't you just make it your birthday trip? That way you're celebrating yeah, your a, life that's a healthy way and to look crossing at it. one off. You're not, we're not telling you to travel and spend all your money all year round, but we're like, what about the one birthday trip? I think that's a great way to do it. Um, even for 
my partner Alicia, we started doing birthday trips just because it's a great way to celebrate. So like last year we went to Austria because she loves books and museums and uh, music. Rich culture. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like you, there's so much to see in the world. I think that's a good opportunity to do that. You will be leaving to Europe soon? Yeah, so we're going to go to Barcelona in like two weeks. And then we're going to go on a Mediterranean cruise because we love cruises. Um, and we're going to be like hitting up like a few cities in that week. Very nice. I love nice. cruises too. Yeah, cruises are... Because you don't got to lift a finger. No, it's, cruises it's are great. Like, I think that's like... I think cruises are becoming like a new like hidden travel oh, secret. For, young, for younger people. For younger people. Yeah. I think a lot of people think it's an like older thing, mm. like grandparents, mm -hmm. parents go. But like some of the cruises are really great. Um, like in Europe, it's amazing because you can do the Mediterranean, you can do the Greek islands, go to Croatia, or you can even go Northern Europe where you hit up like seven countries in a week. You can go to Germany and like Sweden and all those places. And like it doesn't just have to be like you get off and you go to the beach. Like I, I get bored at the beach. I get bored. The max I could do on a beach trip is maybe like three days before yeah. I start to lose my mind. Exactly. And you have to do all these like extra activities. Mm -hmm. And so like for me, like the cruise is great because you can hop off, hop on, hop off in you know these and cities. Most of, and most of these ships are so advanced now. Fancy. Even within one week, for example, if you're seven days on a on a certain ship, you may not even be able to explore the ship fully. No. There's so much to see. And it's like you don't have to think about like, I got to pack my bags. I got to go get a, catch an Uber, catch a train, go to the next city, go to my hotel. No, like your ship takes you to the next spot. You get off and you can enjoy the city, come back next day and you don't have to worry about food and the food is top notch just like restaurant fancy mm -hmm. and like I'm a big eater that's why I have to eat healthy when I'm home because I go on the trip I eat crazy yeah you have to and you have to make a fashion statement too because yeah. you have to dress up for oh yeah <laughs> I also like make sure I put on my tux you know for the lobster nights what lobster nights I'm like yeah just um, just start just start with like three lobsters please thanks <laughs> you know like you, you go and just you, you feel like you're a king and you can eat whatever and it's also really cool on the cruises too Um, you really meet a lot of the workers from around the world Primarily, a lot of them are from Philippines and India. And so, like... And they send that money back to their families. Yeah. They're really hard workers. And um, they earn a really good wage compared to working back home. And they're so nice. Most of the time, they're such, yeah. like, good, hardworking people. And even on these cruises, I feel like there's... Asians are not... There are not that many Asians that cruise. So, like, as an Asian who's a passenger, but also, like, you know, having... Asian workers, it's like it's like a nice connection because you can talk about oh yeah, I've been to the Philippines, oh yeah, like India, like like you have that connection, and it just it, it feels really nice. And it, in another way too, it's like you know it's not always the Asian workers serving other race, right? Like you know it could be diverse and they can serve everyone. Um, so yeah, I mean I I love cruising and I always I now I try to do it every year. Oh. Uh, if I can, <laughs> I also I also have one coming up. Oh yeah, so I'm pretty stoked about that. But thank you, Leo. Thank you for coming through. Thank you. Um, Always a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming, guys. Do you want to give up your social media for people that are interested or YouTube channel? Yeah, uh, Instagram and YouTube at Levitate Style. Yeah, get your levels up, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is Lucky Boys, and we're out. Lucky Boys Podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.